When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, of course, heading into the weekend, the big story was the border. And now, well, yeah, good news Yeah. Uh, from Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah, so the good news is that this weekend, and I mean this legitimately, the good news is that it wasn't as bad as a lot of us were fearing it would be. Um, but that's all relative. It's kind of like what, what's the old saying about hitting your the good thing about hitting your head with a hammer over and over again. It feels so good when you stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the good news is that it wasn't as bad as many of us were expecting at the border. It's still bad, but not as bad as it could have been. And for that, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is taking a victory lap because, well, only more than 10,000 people, but only 10,000 people showed up on Friday and Saturday. Okay. Yeah, this is after back-to-back-to-back record highs of people crossing the border. So in one week, more than 100,000 people crossed the border. But this is success, according to Alejandro Mayorkas. Here he is on CNN. Over the past two days... The United States Border Patrol has experienced a 50% drop in the number of encounters versus what we were experiencing earlier in the week. Yeah, that's still not good news, though, because it was about 6,300 on Friday alone. Listen, okay, this is still a disaster. There was a great piece in the New York Post that just said media gaslighting goes to max as U.S. border fully opens. They're counting this as like a victory right now. Yeah. And I watched the Good Morning America and the Today Show, and they dutifully go right along. Well, I would say especially Good Morning America. At least Miguel with NBC, Miguel Armaguer, mm-hmm. was saying, it's still a crisis. <laughs> so you did have that at least. Yeah. But he's this been, is still he's a been mess. suspended now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you've got. You know, people here illegally that are just getting bust all over into the United States. Mm-hmm. Hey, deal with it in the northern states. You know how you said you'd love to be a sanctuary city? Well, guess what? Yeah. Your wish has come true. Have fun with that. Good luck. Yes. There's, there's a little bit more of the Dorcas if you want to hear about that. Okay. Before Title 42 ended at midnight on Thursday, it is still early. We are in day three. But, you know, we've been planning 
for this transition for months and months, and we've been executing on our plan, and we will continue to do so. So really? it's too early to say whether huh. the surge has peaked. It is, it is too early, but the numbers that we have experienced over the past two days are markedly down over what they were. Yeah, there, there's a bit of rain, too, and I wonder if enough people took the safety advice and didn't try to cross while there was torrential downpour. I'm still wondering, too, because you've planned this for so long, mm-hmm. right? saying we were always on top of it. Yeah. Then why did you change policy in the middle of last week? Right. And that was Dana Bash? Yeah. She's yeah. not going to follow up with that question? Right. If all the plan was in place, why did you change policy? Right. Because the media is a joke. It's propaganda. Well, it's, it's fluid. not real journalism. It's fluid, and, you know, we're able to adjust on the fly when we have to. And Okay. All right. Yeah. It's an absolute joke. We're used joke. to this stuff by now, aren't we? Yes. Where was Kamala, by the way? I, the borders are. That is so weird because no. I was just going to say that. It was just like, that. isn't she the one that Joe Biden put in charge of the border? Wasn't nope. she the one? They've always wanted a lot of people to come through illegally. It's all for future plans. We all know it. Anyone paying attention knows it. And so you get all this bull crap about, well, the borders are and root causes. And then, well, we've got a plan and the plan is working and the border is secure. And it just goes on and on and on. Uh, yeah. Alejandro Mayorkas was asked about that on ABC uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and he said Kamala's done a remarkable job. No joke, said she's done a remarkable job getting at the root causes. <laughs> if you go and you ask the American people, hey, Kamala Harris, you know she was going to get to the root causes. Do you know how that came out? No one could answer the question because she's never talked about it since. <laughs> anyway, well, one thing we know, you've got homeless veterans kicked out of a hotel to make room for the people here illegally? Yeah, this is upstate New York. About 20 homeless combat veterans got booted from a couple of hotels in upstate New York, uh, reportedly because the state needed the room to handle sheltering migrants. Now, that's according to the CEO of the Yerrick Israel Tony Foundation. Sharon Tony Finch is the CEO. She's a wounded combat veteran herself. Uh, the organization is named after her son, who was born prematurely and then passed away at seven months old. So she decided she was going to put her energy into building this organization to help combat vets when they get back home, uh, and especially those who are homeless. Uh, Now, New York State Assemblyman Brian Marr was sent on Fox News this morning at her request because she's busy scrambling to find accommodations for these combat vets who uh, suddenly got booted out of their hotel. I don't know. So, okay, go ahead. Yeah, here's here's what he said on uh, Fox News. This is Brian Marr, New York State Assemblyman. It's a total embarrassment. It's a slap in the face to veterans, to citizens of New York and this country who are really being cast aside to allow for asylum seekers to come here. Sharon and her team scrambled to find them locations. And right now, what we've tried to do is let those veterans know we appreciate them. We're embarrassed by what's happened to them, but we have their backs. And we just know about 20 veterans, yeah. and we know about weddings um, whose parties have been canceled. Yeah. We don't know how far-reaching this is. And what Sharon has been hearing is throughout the country, other veterans organizations and other organizations that really help at-risk Americans are coming forward and letting her know, hey, this happened to us, but they're afraid to speak out. Sharon spoke out, and now she's getting hate messages. She asked me to handle this interview today because she wants to focus on the veterans. I keep wanting to say, please tell me this isn't true. But I just heard that it is. Oh, it is. 
Who comes in and kicks these people out exactly? Well, according to him, and the suspicion is, I, I guess the people at the hotel didn't explicitly say this is because of the migrants, but they've looked at it, and it looks like because New York City is overwhelmed, their shelter system is overwhelmed, so they're finding other accommodations in other communities throughout the state. So it was an agreement between, uh, I guess, the the uh, the city of New York, the state, and the federal government, and whatever non-governmental organization is working to find these migrants a place to live. Uh, and they just didn't really even think about it. And, and I think the, the hotel owner or the city uh, uh, officials are, are trying to fight back because this is not part of their personal understanding as to how legally this works. Of they course. You can't just come in and, accommodate and, and just take over several rooms that we had booked out for other no. people. Wow, man. That's something all of the American people need to know about because I'm guaranteeing you most people that say are independent or maybe and that could be leaning right or left probably don't know that this is going on it's going to be part of something that conservatives have to do going forward is just to educate people because the media is so freaking corrupt they won't talk about issues like this you know why you don't think it's going on because you don't think it can go on i suppose but if you never hear about it at all how would you even guess but it is yeah it is i mean that's the thing right I mean, things you didn't think would ever happen are happening. You know, and we'll switch gears to another story, and this is out of New York that you heard about, with just the sweet, homeless Michael Jackson impersonator <laughs> that brought joy to the world yeah. was choked out by this evil white Marine. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's not what happened. What happened was Jordan Neely had a long history of violent outbursts, and he was on the verge of another violent outburst and a Marine came over, got him in a chokehold, took him down, restrained him, and, and unfortunately, Jordan Neely passed away. Well, now the Marine who handled business is being charged with manslaughter in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting, as a side note, I saw a report today, three people stabbed uh, in an attack on a subway in Queens, I believe. And I'm just thinking, well, yeah, nobody's going to come to the defense. Why would you do it at this point? The point's been made. You're going to yeah. get in trouble. You just got to take it. Well, give, send, go. Someone ordered a, or uh, organized a campaign to raise money for Daniel Penny, the Marine, over a million dollars in just a few days for his defense. I just fund. mentioned that the other day. Isn't that something? Yes. People have it had all it, takes. Man. Yeah. Defense fund, it'll be right there for him. And this, okay, I hadn't heard anybody say this. It dawned on me. It's not like this complex thought. Trust me, it's from me. But I think it's really true. With this case, when you see what happened, and we've talked about it, no one wanted to see the guy die, okay? And I don't think any of us believe that Daniel Penny meant to kill the guy. No. He's trying to subdue him, okay? The guy was threatening other people. We know he's been arrested 44 times. I mean, <laughs> think about what do you got to do, what kind of numbers you got to put up a yeah. year to put up 44, and you're not even 30 years old. Okay. And you see how the left treats this. You see how the media treats this. Correct? Yeah. Okay. With level-minded people in America, I think most would say, hey, the guy did the right thing. And I don't think he meant to kill him. And that part's tragic. But he was trying to protect people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And here's the difference. If the homeless man 
was white with 44 arrests and an outstanding warrant for punching a 67-year-old woman in the face and giving her permanent brain damage. And the Marine was black. The difference would be the people on the left would be cheering on the Marine, saying he did the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so would we. (laughs) That's the difference. For the left, it's all about race and trying to capitalize on race. You see it all the time. That's how you know these people are absolute phonies. For the rest of us, you just see what's right and what's just. And that's what the Marine did. Well, what this does, the effect is chilling because when someone sees something like this happen, they won't intervene. They'll let it play out now. Because they see what what happens when you intervene. Yeah, a lot of people would do that. I mean, there are some others that don't care. They just are going to do what's right no matter what. I understand that. But it makes you you hesitant to get yourself involved in something you know you should be involved in. I know. I mean, it's terrible. That's the downside of all this. Yeah, it's it's just it's not right. And a guy could be possibly going to jail. It's crazy. Well, he's going to have a really good defense attorney. Oh, agreed. With that kind of dough. Well, and I want to, we can get into the rest of it later because I was thinking it used to be, boy, you don't want to get arrested outside the country. You, it may not, you may not get a free trial no. once you're outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. Now it's, well, right you here. better not go to a liberal place in the United States because right. you're not going to get a free trial. Well, it depends yeah. on what kind of crime you commit. David, you have something to cleanse the palate? Yeah, I do. Uh, Maze Moore, who's working with uh, Grabian Media now, did a funny video over the weekend. Uh, and just to set the stage here, remember after Trump's town hall on CNN, Anderson Cooper got on the air the next night, did this <laughs> over-the-top dramatic monologue talking about how dangerous Trump is and you have the right to never watch our network again, but he's appealing to your neighbors and your family and your friends. <laughs> <laughs> So what Mays did was he took that monologue and included drops from a town hall that Biden did with Anderson Cooper, the same Anderson Cooper. I think this is really funny. Here we go. That man, president of the United States, predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. You're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have (laughs) these vaccinations. It is impossible to fact check fully because he lies so shamelessly. It's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office. And it was certainly disturbing. (laughs) The Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use, know how to get online. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. There you go. (laughs) You're absolutely right. That lion sack, Anderson. Way to stand up. Okay, a lot to get to. you got to get to the story of an Arkansas child predator. How he is avoiding consequences. Prepare to be very angry on that one. And a news update coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I was glad to see all the Sunday morning talking head show. Or shows talking about the Biden family crime business. No, you didn't. That was I saw him too. I saw nothing. None of what? that. I don't they know what didn't? you were seeing. What alternate no. show was you were a, seeing? Was that a dream? That was a dream, sir. 
No one talked about not, it at all. Not a bombshell last not, week. Not a mention. Bank records. Nothing. Romania. Nothing. Millions of dollars into I, the family. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I invested two hours of time I cannot get back, hoping that somewhere, somehow, this would be discussed. Wait a second. I thought somewhere along the line, for your mental health, you vowed off the Sunday I, morning talking head shows. First time in three weeks. Because I'm thinking to myself, for sure they got to talk about this, right? Wait a second. This was months ago. You, you watched three weeks ago? Yeah, probably three weeks ago. So you've actually, you're back addicted again. I'm not addicted. <laughs> I've just dabbled. I had three beers. That's it. <laughs> and you can quit anytime you want. Whenever I want. Of course, yep. that's what they all say. I, honest to God, I thought for okay. sure this weekend, though, right? No. I mean, you knew the border was going to be a conversation. You knew that. Uh, yes. And I, I, I expected that. Yes. Can't ignore that one. Okay. This story, I'll just read from the story. I saw this in hot air. Said it's the worst story you'll read today, maybe this month. Pedophile, predator, Barry Walker abused at least 30 kids over more than two decades. His niece, Jana Bradford, was a local prosecutor who allegedly used her legal skills to protect him from consequences. Oh, geez. Bradford denies knowing anything about Walker's ongoing crime spree against kids and hasn't been charged with any crimes. But there's no doubt that she stood up to defend her uncle on several occasions after he'd been convicted of abuse. And it goes back to February 1999, as you hear this. I'm thinking to myself, okay, they both belong in jail. Well, yeah. yes. Yes. If if you're using your taxpayer-funded legal skills to protect a pedophile because you're related to him, yeah, that's a problem. Okay, so this is just, you know, one story, right? It's not like it goes in your mind, how many places is this going on? It happens all the time. See, that's what I think a lot of people are afraid of. I remember hearing some advice from somebody uh, when I was a a young reporter in rural Mm -hmm. Missouri and hearing from somebody at a city council, I'm talking about, you know, there, there, there was some potentially funny business involving uh, city council and maybe some funds, you know, tax breaks going to some buddies. Mm-hmm. This person said, yeah, in a big city, this would be called corruption. Around these parts, that's just how stuff gets done. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's not a pedophile ring, obviously, but no, probably does happen a lot more often than you'd think. Yeah. Golly, that's depressing, man. I think people have had it when it comes to kids. I've heard from a number of different friends over time, especially with everything with the alphabet mafia with the kids, saying we got to do everything we can to protect kids right now. It's pretty crazy. Did say see this in the Wall Street Journal. You know, with the pandemic, people just wanted some comfort food, snack food, Cheetos, yeah. you know, cookies, whatever it is. That hasn't slowed down. That whole industry is blowing up. Still. Like, people haven't backed off of that. Remember, Scott, once you get hooked, it's really hard to get off. Right. That's why I just put a spoon in my sour cream dip and eat it like that. (laughs) News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Scott Robbins. It's a Monday. Have Uh. some fun. I know there's a lot of challenges we face as a country right now, but you got to keep your sense of humor. Always remember that. Okay. I do my best. We do. All right. Um, in case you didn't know, 
America faces a lot of threats right now, but <laughs> none greater than white supremacy. No. At the black university, the pandering, the yeah. pandering was knee deep. Well, Kill. hey, it's, listen, God. we've had our intelligence agencies tell us. Keep playing that card over and over again. And the honest, hardworking, lunch pail taking Joe Biden wants to let the people know that is still in play. Uh, that yeah. is our biggest threat yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, he's at Howard University giving the graduation commencement speech, and it was just all demagoguery, everything that you would come to expect from a Joe Biden speech. And here's part of it, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. As opposed to those white, historically black no, colleges. No, that's exactly why you're saying it. That's exactly <laughs> why you're saying it. Just curious, did anyone actually see that clip, or did you just hear it? I saw it. I saw it. Did you see the girl two rows back <laughs> laughing her butt off? Yeah. It's so yeah, funny yeah, like, yeah. laughing at him. It's, ah! it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable pander. It's shameless. Well, it's shameless. I, I don't know. Maybe it's splitting hairs, but when he calls it a black HBCU, that just made me laugh. Because yes, like, very funny. Is there a Latinx HBCU? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What, historically well, black there is college. one that identifies as black, right. so it counts. Okay, there you go. Uh, yes. Anyway, he went on. I say wherever I go. To stand up for truth over lies, lies told for power and profit. Mm -hmm. To confront the ongoing assault to subvert our elections. That's a lie. our right to vote. Yep. That's a lie. Nobody is trying to take away your right to vote. Nobody. That's what they do all the time is lie. Yeah. Which, which is kind it of It sounds ironic. simple, but that's just yeah. the truth. Yeah. yeah. They lie all the time. Yep. To reject political extremism and reject political violence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You want Summer to of 2020? Yeah, we should have rejected that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agree. Protect fundamental rights and freedom for women to choose for transgender children to be free. Transgender what's children. Chance, what's transgender? Oh, yeah. Is that different? No, that that's that's Joe Biden. Okay. He didn't speak so well these days. Oh, I thought maybe it was Chandler from Friends when he was confused. He was <laughs> transgender? I didn't well, know. I, well, I don't know thought, either. I don't know. Chandler's dad trans in that's that right show? i think that's yeah. true so that is that's that was trans, a trans trans gender, gender individual yes yeah got okay. it there uh -huh. you go. yeah went on to stand with leaders of your generation who give voice to the people demanding action on gun violence only to be expelled from state legislative bodies Wait, hold on a second no nobody was expelled for this advocating guy. for gun control they were expelled in the tennessee legislature for leading an insurrection uh, I've been saying, hey, if you're caught with a gun illegally, five years in jail. I'm saying it. Uh, you don't really care to hear that, though, because that doesn't, you know, help you politically. Doesn't further the narrative. Come on, no, man. No, of course not. Okay. To stand against books being banned. Oh, no Black books are being banned. Black being erased. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm serious. Think about it. Yeah. yeah, we did think about it. We saw the pictures of the uh, sexual books in grade schools of one boy giving another boy oral sex okay and yeah most parents say that doesn't belong in the school mm -hmm. that's not banning books you idiot yeah did, did you hear how he was introduced by the way i did not during the ceremony the president of howard wayne frederick said uh, said this about joe biden because they were awarding him an honorary doctorate degree from howard university <laughs> from a historically black college, college university yes. yeah yeah 
Um, which to me is like, oh, that's white supremacy right there. You just gave an honor. You just gave that away. This is a Dave Chappelle bit from 2002. <laughs> it, really, it really is. So now, well, I mean, after all, uh, I mean, Joe Biden does say he was raised in a black church and in the Puerto Rican community or something. So I don't know. Uh, this is the head of Howard University, though, and this is just hysterical. The Honorable Joseph R. Biden Jr., revered statesman and committed champion of justice, gracious guardian of humanity, noble patron of peace, you stand in truth, power, integrity, and are blessed in the glory of God. A magnificent wow. commander-in-chief, expertly leading America in making monumental innovations and passing legislation to improve the quality of life for all. Admired for your sound analytical intellect and open embrace. Hold, of oh, God, time out! Holy <laughs> Someone double dog dared him to say all that bull crap. The whole thing does come across as a, as a troll job, doesn't it? It well, does. E- either that or it's a form letter for whoever was going to do the address. <laughs> <laughs> they just put their name in there. There's a little line there that's blank. Golly, man! Known for his sound intellect. Yes. Yes. Well, what is it that Obama said about him? Never underestimate Joe's ability to bleep things up. Things up. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. It's always been that way. He's a gaff monster. (laughs) Wow, man. That was a good one. Both sides of the aisle of the United States led to your illustrious reputation and outstanding service. Yeah. Says that he has positive reviews from both sides of the aisle. Does he? Okay, man, that is like someone getting up at a graduation where the buddies dared this person, I dare you to say this, like over the top. You know, some terrible coach would talk about how he was always patient with the team. You know, all these sorts of things that everyone would get the joke. That's what it seems like, yes. Okay. Is there any more or are we done? We're done. Okay. Wow. That was really something. Holy moly. All right, I suppose it's that time of the show where we go around. And I, my computer is still fried, by the way. Hard drive smoked. Gone. So I can't play my little what's the story theme here. Uh, we go around the room. What's and it the may budget not be on this show theme. anyway, huh? It's, you ate it all. Uh, Jeez. What? Well, how is that my fault? How is that my fault again? You asked. Okay, anyway. I ate it all. So, God. I don't know what the budget is. They're working on the computer. What do you want me to do? Jeez. <laughs> I'm trying to move along. You're trying to bitch and moan. If you want me to stay there, I will. Okay. It's up to you. You just do what you want. Okay. Okay. So we go around the room and ask, what's your story today? May not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. Yeah. Well, I, I warned about this uh, uh, about a year and a half ago when Britney Spears was released from her conservatorship. And I said at the time, you know yes, what, you man, I, I I have this feeling that if we knew the full story, the dad would probably look like the good guy in yep. this situation. But no, and and I and I do actually respect him for not going out there uh, and burning bridges, because that is his daughter. At the end of the day, he could have he could have gone out there and said, "Listen, okay, here's A, B, and C," but no, yes. he took all of the arrows. And now she is not under that conservatorship. And now TMZ has put together a little documentary that's airing on Fox today, 9 o'clock Eastern, mark your calendar. Uh, It's about Britney Spears and her reign of terror that was unleashed after her dad's conservatorship ended. Listen to this trailer, man. I mean, it it is like overly dramatic, but I'm, I'm eating this up because I called it, man. Britney Spears has had a year and a half of freedom since the conservatorship ended. 
There are big problems. I'm mortified. From marriage to Sam in deep trouble. Brittany got physical with Sam. People closest to her feared for her safety. An alarming recommendation. Keep knives away from her. TMZ investigates Britney Spears, the price of freedom. <laughs> Britney Spears, the price of price freedom. freedom. Not surprised. <laughs> As we talked about at the time, man. And I think you also said, get ready, Britney's reign of terror is going yes. to start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for her. I mean, and I know, listen, of all the things to have sympathy for, I think somewhere along the line, she really lost it, man. Mm -hmm. Some problems. Wow. Okay, what's your story, Scott? Uh, the pandemic uh, brought with it a great deal of changes. A lot of cases that included changes in scenery. This is brand new released IRS data. Shows that in the first year of the pandemic and years after the pandemic, taxpayers are fleeing and fled high-tax states like New York and California for low-tax states like Florida and Texas at an even faster rate than ever before. The IRS annually releases this data on what taxpayers move to and from. So they decided a few years ago. So the most recent release describes where taxpayers moved to over the course of the first year of the pandemic. Here's the deal. When you look at adjusted income combined of over 248,000 households that fled, $37 billion in tax income was lost in these states due to people just getting the hell out of Dodge mm -hmm. yeah. and moving. $37 billion. And these are the same states, by the way, that want to continue to throw money at problems that don't have any money left to throw at problems because those people all left. Right. But who does it benefit in the end? The elite. Yes. Yes. Because they're really running things. They got a chance to get the hell out before it hit them hard. That is true. And they're the same people that voted for the same people that are telling you, you need to pay more. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. For my story today, it's somewhat related to the pandemic, but it was coming way before that. And that's just the closing of malls all over the place. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And it was already struggling. But then with the pandemic, even when stores started opening back up, it was gone. It was too late. So what's happening to all of these malls? A lot are being replaced by pickleball. This is very interesting pickleball. when I saw pickleball. this story. Yes. So you have indoor pickleball venues. Huh. Because in so many towns, pickleball is exploding, and there's wait times for courts. So somebody had the idea, why don't we take that abandoned mall and turn it into an indoor pickleball venue? Apparently, there's like 37 of them that have already done this. Wow, that's a big venue. Well, you know, it's... As they say in the story, it's not like a Walden Books or something like that. It's like you're taking one of the big hubs like a Sears yeah. or a Macy's, that whole area, and then just make courts within it, Yeah, I, which makes sense. Yeah. I always thought it'd be really cool to take those malls and turn them into like a giant laser tag or paintball course. Yeah. Look like an upstairs and a downstairs. Yeah. 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 I would be hesitant to do it if it were my money. Mm -hmm. It sounds great. Yeah. Because it seems like whenever they have one of those types of venues open, it's sort of grand open and grand closing. <laughs> well, it you takes got, you, all one you, all you skirmish takes to is, break out. Yeah, some teams go in there and cause trouble, and yeah. then it's a massive yeah, it's mess. Over. The pickleball thing. Anybody got interest in playing pickleball? I got some friends that have started playing. I have not yet, but I would do it. I've never done it. 
David? I'm still stuck on cucumber ball. Got it. <laughs> Maybe you work yourself up. <laughs> yeah. Get confident yeah, in the cucumber. Like, yeah. The precursor to pickleball. Yeah. Okay. Um, Old school. Yeah. I'll bring up a joke that my son-in-law used uh, that I think you guys would enjoy. Apparently, uh, my daughter and her husband started playing a little while ago. And they went out and played... And we were talking to her yesterday for Mother's Day, and she said it's frustrating because we both are starting at the same time. <clears throat> but he beats me. It's close. And I said to her, I'm like, is he around right now? Because I'm sure if you get some sort of tutorials, it'll give you an edge. You know, you can find these online all over the mm-hmm. place. She started laughing. She said, you know, he actually said to me, if you tell your dad that you're frustrated you're not winning, he's going to recommend five mental pickleball books to you to read. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I take that as a compliment, whether it was meant that way or not. <laughs> Who right? knew there was a pickleball grandmaster? Anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is losing fun? Is it? Losing fun? No. What are you having fun for? If you want to try to win, that's all. Okay. Uh, the reparations panel in California wants to have a state in, say, in real estate deals. Oh, really? We'll get to that much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, who's going to get in line and pay reparations? <laughs> no, Deep no, into your wallets. Let's go. I don't, think I, I don't think I will do that. Um, no. My, my family was still in Europe when slavery was a thing. So, no, we'll not be doing that. No, no. Uh, California's reparations task force, though, is calling for the state legislature to require all cities and counties uh, with allegedly segregated neighborhoods to submit all their real estate ordinances to a state agency for approval based on whether they maintain or lessen uh, residential racial segregation. Hold on a second before we go any further. I thought the people on the left want segregation now. You know that you know you hear about that at colleges and universities where it's like we have the 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 black the latinx the the white uh, uh graduation ceremonies there's the lgbtq plus ia 2s alpha epsilon yes boron community do they actually have one for whites no i i think the white one is the catch-all one that's what i thought right yeah, yeah. Okay, because it seems like more and more the left do want segregation, Mm -hmm. but with reparations, it is, can you prove the segregation, then we'll give you cash. So basically their recommendation, which is a part of a a larger package that they have submitted to the state legislature, um, their recommendation is that you have a state agency uh, give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to all local land use decisions. And some of this comes like you're talking about large-scale uh, housing projects. And if a city says, well, we don't want to put it in an area with multimillion-dollar homes because those multimillion-dollar homeowners don't want to see their multimillion-dollar homes devalue as a result mm-hmm. of it, uh, well, the state could come in and say, to hell with you. No, we're going to put a project right there. You know, there are so many different questions when you get into all of this. We've gone over some of them before. You know, in California, you've got Newsom back and forth on this whole thing. But, (laughs) and a lot of people in the United States don't know this. It wasn't taught a whole lot, even dating Scott and I when we were kids, way before you, David. 
uh, like in the 70s and 80s, there were also blacks in America that owned slaves. So what does that mean if you're a person of color that had slaves? If reparations goes into play? Do well, you have to pay? No, I think it's a break even. You just pay yourself. But you actually held slaves. But the white people that are here that are like you that didn't have any ancestors that had slaves, you would have to pay. But they wouldn't have to pay even though their family had slaves? I think David's right. You just pay yourself. Probably in incremental payments. $200 <laughs> a month into your own account. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, you turn on TV this morning or you check it online and maybe you see the Today Show. Maybe you see Good Morning America or you see CNN and you're like, hey, guess what? The board is not so bad. Right. <laughs> right. Because on Friday, only about 6,000 people that we know of came across the border. And the you following see? day, only about 5,000 came over. Been cut in half. Right. <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> Those were the reports. Yeah, okay. I did see this at the New York Post. Media gaslighting goes to max as U.S. border fully opens. This was from the Post editorial board um, saying, you may not have noticed uh, that as one, the liberal media decided everything was just peachy at the border. The same phrases kept popping up, such as scenes of chaos failed to materialize. Mm -hmm. Things were not, quote, so bad. Pretty much the same. Okay. Goes on to say, guess what? It turns out if you throw open the border and let in people without checking, yes, scenes of chaos, quote, fail to materialize because you're not enforcing the law anymore. Yeah. I mean, you, you see images of people sleeping outside in El Paso. You've got uh, shelters all over the place full and well over capacity. But that that's not chaotic, really? No. I mean, it's, listen, do you know all these people were trying to escape a uh, possible death in the country they were living in. All of them. Awful huh? conditions. Yeah. Well, that's what you hear over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, but but I also saw a video of one of the people waiting on the other side of the wall getting handed a bag from a DoorDash driver. People got to eat, David. They're, they're waiting. They're waiting to come across when they get the the signal that yeah, okay, you can come on in, mm -hmm. and they got a little peckish, I guess, and needed some Chick Fil A. I don't know, man. I suppose you could make the argument when you were a kid and you heard about refugees or people seeking asylum, it wasn't people that were yeah. able to, well, get DoorDash and right. take out from restaurants. I mean, things maybe, like that. Maybe when I was growing up, maybe Domino's. I mean, that was pretty low rent, so. <laughs> but That's crazy. <laughs> right? What do you tell the DoorDash driver? Just hand it through the through the wall. I'm the one with the orange shirt. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's the yeah, because you can use you can use uh, your your cell data to share your location, so you don't have to have an address. So you could just say drop it off here. And so the DoorDash driver, it's at an area where there's bollard fencing, you know, where there's a little bit of a gap between uh, mm -hmm. between each post. 
And so, yeah, you just see the door dashing driver pushing the bag through the fence to the person. Yeah, that is absolutely not my idea of someone who's just, uh, you're, you're, you're tired, you're poor, you're hungry. Well, hungry, yes, but that's not the general image of refugees, is it? Well, no. You got the oh, smartphone, goodness. you got the Uber Eats, you got a credit card on, on file. I was just going to say, you got a credit card. <laughs> well, uh, well. Not only that, and it, it's different depending on where you're at yeah. and who you're seeing, because there are some people that you could tell, hey, they've been through hell. Well, yeah. And other people, someone just gave them brand new clothes. It's like a Gucci bag. <laughs> like, hold on a second. How did that happen? <laughs> I think part of the process for determining, at least in the beginning, your asylum claim is a check of BMI as well, based on the images that I've seen. Yeah, you don't want to be mean about it, but you well, always had this picture of refugees trying to escape a country that's after them. And, you know, you're trying to get away from starvation and things yeah. like this. And, you know... I know Jenny Craig just went under, but they may be back in business. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I, I, I'm waiting now some for of the some coming across. advocacy group to only give them or give them gift certificates to, like, <laughs> health food stores or whatever. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's actually, like we're supplying them with uh, enough money to order from Chick-fil-A. We can't have yeah, that. Yeah, some, some of the people that, that uh, I've seen cross the border, I think we need to actually start a new organization that's called Rascals for Refugees. <laughs> <laughs> Because they would not look out of place on a rascal in Walmart. I'll just say that. Holy cats. You know, we were talking about this shortly the other day. A couple of kids that are family sponsors in Rwanda. Yeah. yeah. It, yes, when we get the pictures and see how they're doing, they don't look like they need to get on the treadmill. It looks like someone give them more sandwiches for crying out yeah. loud. We're giving you money. But I know everyone's doing the best they can. It's not quite like what we're seeing at the southern border. Do know this, though. Border Patrol was handing out some cards to people. Yes, in the well, nights leading up to Title 42, mm -hmm. well, they would roam the streets of El Paso and hand out amnesty cards. Just turn yourself in. That's what the card said. And we'll get you some documents and on your way. Yep. There you go. Wow. Thanks for shopping at the border. It, it, it's crazy. Bed, bath, and the border. <laughs> You know, they did go belly up. I, thought, I mean, yeah. it's trying to go right. ideas yeah. here, right? What, what right. do they do with the overstock, you know, just <laughs> send it on down? Yeah. <laughs> or it's going to be those places are going to be housing people. Right. Yes. You already got the bedding. We do. You got nice bedding. There you go. <laughs> All right. Problem solved. Um, we haven't heard this yet. David, I think you have it. It's Mayorkas <laughs> from Homeland Security Talking about Kamala, that she's done a great job on root yeah. causes. Yeah. Well, this really does exist. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of us were wondering where Vice President Kamala Harris was as the border was being overrun because this is part of her, her portfolio, right? Biden yes. put her in charge of this more than two years ago to establish uh, and, and fix the root causes uh, south of the border that lead to unchecked migration. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was actually asked about this on ABC's This Week. And here's part of the question and the answer. Where has Vice President Harris been on this? Are you in regular contact with her? When was the last time you spoke to her? Um, I, I, uh, Vice President Biden, uh, Vice President Harris reached out to me uh, earlier this week. Uh, that uh, effort 
is a years-long effort, and Vice President Harris has led the investment of more than $3 billion in the Northern Triangle countries, and Vice President Harris has led uh, an extraordinary effort to address the root causes oh. of why people uh, Can we time out for homes. a second? Yeah. Old shaky there. <laughs> well, it, and she has been on this. Okay, billions of dollars, and we still have this problem? Yeah. How how is that successful? We need more billions of dollars. Right, exactly. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's the answer. But it, isn't, it, isn't it remarkable? And I know this has been brought up before, but it is really remarkable to say we've spent $3 billion on countries that are so bad that people flee them. In other words, we've propped up yes. governments that are causing people to flee. Yes. That makes no sense. No, it does not. No, like it's going to improve. No, it's just like when you give money to the dopes that run liberal cities in this country. They get worse and worse and worse. You need to get them out, not prop them up longer. Doesn't make sense anyway. Back to the clip. Ordinary effort to address the root causes <laughs> of why people flee their homes in the first instance. Okay. Violence, poverty, corruption, authoritarian regimes, extreme weather events, persecution, and the like. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Los Angeles. Well, yeah. Or San Francisco. Root causes. It's, well, what's the joke. update on root causes? What actually has been done oh, I, to I, address the root causes? I, well, they've just thrown money at it. Exactly. Which has what, never really what, worked. What tangibly have you done? Oh, that's it. evidence of anything that's changed. That's well, supposed to help their economy. Yeah, it's write the check. That's it. Except it hadn't worked. So okay. if money were the issue, then certainly we would have fixed the problem by now, not just under the Biden-Harris administration, but for decades we've been sending cash down there, and it hadn't done anything. You know why? Because if you hand a bunch of people who are corrupt as hell running nations a yep. check, they're probably not going to spend the money in the way that you'd like them to. Oh, we've seen the error of our ways. Right. We shall invest this in a righteous way. <laughs> right. Yeah. You out of your mind? It's not the way it works. Okay. Uh, some people were talking about Ron DeSantis mm -hmm. going to Iowa this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Because Trump was going to have a rally, and then it had to get postponed because of a tornado warning, the way I understood it. A tornado watch that was underway. Watch. But, yeah. So there, there's been this ongoing back and forth between uh, conservative pundits who are all in on Trump versus those who are all in on DeSantis and some said, well, it was canceled because of the weather. And then others were saying, well, it's really because the turnout wasn't all that good. And I, I, you know, again, you never know based on little clips that are shared on social media because they only show a tiny fraction of what the story really was. But it's probably a combination of both. So, yeah, I mean, basically, it's the story then of DeSantis getting to Jethro's barbecue um, 300 miles from the Sioux Center to meet with a bunch of people mm -hmm. and that it went very well he hasn't announced yet have you heard of the date that he's supposed to announce it was going to be after may or the beginning of may we're in the middle of may yeah any updates on that you've heard uh -uh. i don't know what he's waiting for not sure unless he's waiting to see whether or not uh, trump is up to his eyeballs in legal mess yet again
Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's waiting to see what happens in Fulton County, Georgia, because that's, that's the whole yeah. election denial, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he stuff. wants to wait and see that, you know, wait till he falls on his sword again and then go from there. Well, I mean, whenever he does announce, that's when Trump is really going to go after him. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that, you know, just one of those things. Um, but then DeSantis was also in Peoria. Yeah. Yeah. That was Friday night. Yeah. You yeah. heard that, there, well, there's going to be a lot of protests. Mm-hmm. Well, there were. <laughs> was it a lot? Well, really? what I saw, and it was early. Uh, I saw the photos. It didn't was, look like a lot. Was, I don't know, probably 100 or so, I guess. Okay. Yeah, you got the freak shows out there, the drag yeah. queens and whatnot. And all that. Well, they did a drag. There was a little drag show to welcome yeah. the town. Yeah. So, yeah, he's speaking in, there in Peoria, and, of course, a bunch of drag queens show up to protest, to win hearts and minds, I guess. Uh, because he has the don't say gay bill right, in Florida. Which, right, doesn't, which exist. doesn't say right. don't say gay. There is no don't say gay bill. That, that's not there a isn't. thing that exists. Uh, here's a couple of the freaks that showed up to protest, uh, speaking to 25 News, local TV uh, station. Uh, you'll hear from two people. They do actually sound somewhat similar, so I want to I be clear. One of them is, uh, I guess, like non-binary or trans or something, mm-hmm. some activist. The hubcaps, earrings. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. Yeah, I saw that guy. And then yeah. there's another guy who is dressed up like a woman. It's a, a drag queen or something. They do kind of sound similar. So anyway, here here's the clip uh, from 25 News. I am a strong uh, transgender, black, indigenous individual. Uh, so? And DeSantis, uh, Pence, Trump, anyone, they will not take that away from me. And most importantly, they will not take that away from my family. Putting the- Time out. Sorry. Yeah, I know. No I, one's trying to take I'm anything away from say, you. What, you, what you, am I taking away from you? Do you even you? know what you're there arguing? You sound like a complete idiot. Because no one's trying to take that away from you. Stay yeah, away yeah. from the kindergartners through third graders in florida well that's it this is what happens when severely mentally ill people try to get involved in politics it sounds like that yeah i mean that that's really it you know you sort of see whatever shows up on uh on twitter or instagram or facebook or any of the other social media uh platforms and you just believe it to be true but nothing let's hear the other genius yeah here's the drag queen Putting these laws harms my community actively. Like, why is it illegal for me to exist, but it's okay for him? It's not illegal. I would illegal. just want to know why. Like, look him in the face and say, do you honestly want to hurt these people, these wonderful, nurturing no. people? Nobody wants to it's hurt It's not anybody. illegal. No. So you're out there wasting your time for nothing. Yeah. No, but it's, it's words it's, like that. Yeah. Right. They want to harm us. They want to hurt us. They yeah. want to wipe us off the face of the earth. Yeah. They want to, you know. It's, right. It also None is, of that's true, but. It's very suspicious to me because you're saying it's harmful that you can't, you know, don a g-string and shake your money maker in front of children that's self-reporting isn't it you groomer like it i guess they got what they wanted their narcissist they wanted attention somebody gave it to them gross okay news update next yeah the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins Anybody see the coverage of the Babies Lives Matter in Santa I did. Monica? I saw that, yeah. And Antifa, Antifa then yeah. targeted it. Cops wouldn't have it, though. No, man. This was really interesting. Um, 
So, I mean, as you would imagine, the baby's lives matter, people. Pretty peaceful. Antifa looking to wreck dads. Mm -hmm. They start yelling at these people. Then you've got cops out there. Yep. On horses. Yep. So there was this clip. I mean, it's exactly the way you would think it would sound. I mean, it's, 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 that's not it. It's people yelling, screaming at one another. And then when the cops are saying, you're going to have to move back. Okay. You got to move back Antifa people. And they're yelling fascists and everything else. And so then it's like this little scuffle because they're saying somebody's going to go to jail if you don't move back. And then somebody ends up on the ground and then yells, I'm literally recovering from surgery, you fascist bleeping pig. Well, you should have thought twice then. Right. Absolutely. Um, And so it just kept going on and on. But Antifa people are not used to that. They're used to just being in a zone where there's no pushback unless it's from a rival group. It's usually not the cops. And so Antifa started, uh, you know, saying, I wasn't doing anything. I'm just shaking my, you know, right. one of the drag people along with Antifa. Yeah, right. Okay. This is going on all over the place. I'm asking the question real quick. Either way, do protests work at all anymore? N- no, not like going out in the streets. No. Because none of it really feels all that organic. It feels highly organized, and they're rebelling against something that doesn't exist. It feels that way a lot of times. I don't have solid numbers. Anytime I hear of some sort of protest, I'm thinking is, are you changing anyone's mind, really? Well, you look, look at, like, civil rights marches, right? There were very clear parameters. Here's what we want, right? Mm -hmm. And there were actually things that they could attain. But, like, the George Floyd riots of 2020, uh, uh, stop all these killing of black people. Okay, but but it actually isn't as big of a problem as you think it is. What do you right. fix? Exactly. I mean, you're protesting to protest. It's like you don't have enough other hobbies or something. Yeah. Well, so many and people, I'm not talking about pro-life people. So many people do it for a living. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story of the day. Uh, biggest story of the day is the hilarious rewriting of extremely recent history where they say that, uh, there, hey, no chaos at the border. You know, hey, you know, <laughs> apprehensions down 50% at the border compared to 10,000 a day, which is still bad. And it feels like media just goes along with that. I guess we should be yeah. used to that by now. So, yeah, there'll be, uh, more on that. Also, um... The story, (laughs) you know, usually you have these biological males wanting to compete against females. This was a female running against the boys, and she beat her prom date. Oh, wow. Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So it seemed like we were going back to a Trump policy last week at the border, but that's not true? Well, they're trying to spin it this way, at least. Uh, Last week, more than 100,000 people crossed the southern border. Mm -hmm. That's insane, man. It is. It's the population of Columbia, Missouri, crossed the border. Well, you just think of a stadium that gets filled up, and then it's overpacked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, and there's more on the way. So the Biden administration has re-implemented a Trump era policy that requires people to claim asylum in a different country before they get here. There's a little bit of wiggle room, but that's the quickest way to enter with an asylum claim. Uh, the ACLU is suing Biden over this because, of course, they are. Uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was on ABC's This Week and was asked, hey, you know, it, it does sound like you are going back to a Trump era policy and you're, you're taking incoming from the left, you know. Well, you're also, of course, getting hit from the other side, uh, those that are saying that you're being too harsh on the border, requiring that uh, migrants seek asylum in, in, in a third country first, uh, the, the, this, these penalties for those who cross illegally. Um, the ACLU is suing, so they're saying that this is effectively Trump policy. Absolutely incorrect. Disagree with every aspect of that statement. This is not an asylum ban. We have a humanitarian obligation as well as a matter of security to cut the ruthless smugglers out. That is that is a responsibility uh, of government, and we are doing that. You haven't done it, no, in two and a half years. No, you you you're just taking over the smugglers' business, is what you're doing. They all they've done is federalize human trafficking. How many people do you think see through this? Oh gosh. Well, it, it, a lot. It is kind of hard, though, because uh, most national news outlets really only started talking about it last week. And they're not actually even giving the full story. I mean, you've got all these people doing an end zone dance because only 10,000 people came across the border between Friday and Saturday. Which I guess then you go, the, the average is around 5,000. A day, which is certainly less than 10,000. But in previous administrations, 5,000 people showing up on consecutive days would have been a crisis. Absolutely. Because you think to yourself, where do all those people go? Right. I mean, this, this would be, be national media and people on the coast are like, well, that's sort of those states' problem, not our problem. I'd be like, if one day O.J. Simpson stabs me nine times, and then the next day O.J. Simpson stabs me five times, and I say, see, 50% less stabbings from O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I think I'd have to say that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right about that. I'm like, yeah. man, David's tough, dude. Yeah. That's it. I don't know if yeah. it, are, do, you know, hold that press conference after being stabbed 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about arm and leg stabs? Or are we yeah. talking about <laughs> ribs? And, yeah. Okay, just checking. All right. Um, please tell us this story, because this is yours, David. There is a university organization that is telling students just to assume everyone is trans. Yeah, I saw this on. <laughs> what? This I, I couldn't believe the headline. Yeah, assume everyone is trans? Yes. Washington Free Beacon reported this. Colorado's top public university says that people should address new acquaintances as transgender until otherwise instructed and that ignoring someone's pronouns is an act of violence no actually it's not it's yeah. an act of truth now this was uh put together by a student-run organization uh but sometimes they write people just don't want to share their pronouns and that's fine uh usually it's safe to use they them theirs until that person tells you otherwise it is never safe to assume someone's gender and living a life where people will naturally assume the correct pronouns for you is a privilege that not everyone experiences. It's not only oh an gosh. act of oppression. Get over yourself, you freaking narcissist. 
It's, Goodness gracious. It's not only an act of oppression. It can also be considered an act of violence. Violence. Take them yes. to Afghanistan. One-way yeah, no, trip. No. no, no, no. They don't know what oppression is. Take them somewhere else where they can learn what oppression is before they just start spewing crap out of their mouths anymore. This is nonsense. You're a college student in Colorado. You don't know anything about anything. Oh, man. But their parents are really proud, too. <laughs> I'm paying for that. Well, either that or they're just they are as nuts as well, the kids. Yeah, a lot of them are. Yes, okay. it's like having a designer purse now to have a <laughs> transgender kid. That's true. Yeah. Oh gosh, who was it? An actress, and I forget her name. Who was oh, talking I about? I saw that. Yeah, uh, she said, "You know, all three of my kids are queer. One is yeah. one is uh, trans. One is gender fluid, and what was the, the other one? one? Oh, another one was gay. Gay. Yes. Can't think of the actress." It wasn't Charlize Theron. No, 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 no. no. I don't. I don't remember who. I want to say Olivia Wilde, but I don't. know. No, it wasn't that either. No, no, okay. I don't remember. I I hate throwing names out there because I don't remember. (laughs) But I saw it too, David. Well, Charlize did that whole thing last week with trans people, and I never did get to hear the clip. But I know Megyn Kelly went off on her. No, I saw that. Yeah, it's uh, Marcia Gay Harden. Yeah, Marcia Gay Harden. That's who it was. Gay is her middle name. It's true. Facts. Um, No, yeah, and and somebody said you have three kids, and all three, you mathematically that doesn't make any sense. I think she has five kids, but yeah, three out of the three, three of the five are are, yeah that what she says they are. No, that's they. It's grooming is what it is. Well, there's something else going on there. Hitting six hundred for the groomers. Yeah, it's (laughs) Marcia Gay, whatever her last name is. Good night. Did you see Dave Chappelle switching gears? Oh. I didn't see it. I only read about it. Did you actually hear it? I didn't actually hear it. No, I read about it, too. Guess he went off on San Francisco. He performed there and basically said, what the bleep happened to this place? Yeah. Yeah. Said Chappelle's disdain for present-day San Francisco was crystal clear. Um, And then he was talking about the homelessness. That's when he said, what happened to this place? Yeah. He had yeah. he had a bit, uh, maybe more than uh, he, he recorded a special at the Fillmore, I think, years ago. And back then, you know, again, it's like San Francisco, kind of a liberal hippie town, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were some drugs and all that stuff. And one of the first lines he said in that special was, "I've never seen people smoke crack so casually." <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just normalized. It's like lighting up a Pall Mall. Well, and those addicts, they need it. You would be sinning if you didn't provide more crack for them. Right. That's how insane that is. Okay. All right. I mentioned a story, and it actually, I saw you get excited about a story today, Scott, because there's a lot of stories that you could look at as depressing. Yeah. This is really interesting because you see a lot of... Guys that identify as women and all of a sudden they want to compete against girls and girls sports. Okay. Talked about that a lot. Um, in Oregon, this is Mia Ray Peterson. Outstanding runner. Um, third fastest girl in U.S. history. Again, in high school. So she was running against the boys in Oregon. Oh, okay. But she's a girl. Biological girl. Yes. Okay. But so fast competing against the boys, like uh, wants some competition. Okay, got it. Blowing everybody else out of the water. Yeah. 
So as the story goes, and I saw this in the Wall Street Journal, the fans packed into the high school track meet, and there she goes, 17-year-old girl, burst from the starting blocks, strided neck and neck with her competitors, and surged across the finish line ahead of them all. Wow. Four boys. And I think they say that they have, it's like an open sort of division. Anybody can enter, but it's not one that a lot of females are going to enter. Right. Um, but one of the guys that she beat was her prom date. Oh, geez. What? Oh, no. Poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> and then there's a picture of them together on prom day. Here, I can show it to you if you want to see it right there. Yeah. Uh, they look like they're good friends. I don't know if it's more than that. They, they, None of my business, but they look happy. They, they go out to dinner that night on prom night, and she orders for him. He'll have the salad. <laughs> yeah, right. She gets a porterhouse. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Friends, Ethan Park and Mia Bray-Peterson attend Lake Oswego High's prom on Saturday, a week after she won a 100-meter race that he and three of the boys were in. She said, he's been very supportive throughout my entire career. And I would guess, as we all see that story or hear it, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's got to be tough for the dude. But there's part of me that says no. Because it's a time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This kid is, the dude is fast. She's just incredible. There's no shame in getting beat by someone that's that fast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If you can get past it that way. But that's the way I would look at it. Especially if I lost. How would you look at it, Scott? I well, I think it would be difficult at first. Anyway, because dang man, my girlfriend just kicked my butt in a race. I understand, but okay, if you've had daughters that competed in different things, and your granddaughter's gymnast, right? Yeah, it's not like you could do cartwheels like she could do. No. Right? No. No shame in that. No. And I'm guessing by the time she was, what, five, she could beat you in a running race. Probably. We never Somewhere did it. Like... Yeah. I'm sure she could have. Yeah. I know damn good and well she could now. <laughs> so, I mean, no. then what's the big Well, deal? the interesting thing is her high school this year, because she played in the band during the football games, her high school had a female that kicked extra points in kickoffs. Oh, we, the boys' at team. school. Yeah, my daughter yeah, yeah. at my granddaughter's school. Yes. Yeah, and it was really cool. People loved it. Because soccer player. Yeah, and she, I mean, she didn't get the job because she was a girl. She got it because she could kick. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun to watch though. Yeah, I I don't. She made a think, couple of tackles. I don't think a lot of people mind that. Seeing that. Yeah. It's the unfair advantage when you have obviously a biological male. Com- Competing against females where there's a clear Well, advantage. that's the problem. Yeah. If the, the guy was in the powder puff game knocking girls over. Yeah. <laughs> Just trucking through people. Right. Yeah. Which is what it looks like every time right. you see the trans rugby player. Yeah. It, it, it looks like a Saturday Night Live skit. It like does. there's like stunt people. And then you're like, no, those are real women getting absolutely annihilated. Yeah, waiting for Adam Sandler to come off the bench and tackle her. <laughs> right. <laughs> Start of his movie. H2O. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he's like, Gatorade. No. Yeah, it'll, it'll be the updated version of that movie. They'll just call it The Water They. <laughs> they them. Okay. Which one do you get to? Oh, man. 
don't know if you noticed this. The new electric vehicle, Gold Rush, you got automakers trying to get into mining in the United States. Get to that story and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We got to get an electric vehicle. The future electric vehicle. We hear that crap all the time. And you're thinking, by 2030, there's no way. We don't have the infrastructure, for one. Yeah. And you read different pieces trying to understand how this can happen. And it only seems to me, the more you read, the more problems you seem to see. And it is not a great answer for clean energy anyway when you're talking about electric vehicles. But I see this piece in the Wall Street Journal. And I'm taken aback by just what I'm seeing that the new rush to get electrical uh, electric vehicles out there that automakers themselves are scrambling into getting into mining because of a scarcity of battery materials. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've talked about this before, especially cobalt, lithium, things like that. And a lot of times you're looking at doing business with China. Could be Indonesia, different places, but it's not exactly clean energy the way they mine. No. Well, yeah, because I, I, when you mine anything, any mining operation is going to have to use uh, heavy machinery, which does not run on electric power. It runs on diesel. So not, you're saying natural gas is easier to get. It it kind of is, yeah. So this is a quote from Sham Conjure, an industrial engineer now in charge of securing the raw materials for General Motors batteries. He said, I remember seeing a report from our raw materials team a few years ago saying, there's plenty of lithium out there. There's plenty of nickel. We'll buy them from the open market. But then they soon came to discover how off the bark those projections were. And now Mr. Conjure's 40-person team is scouring the globe for these minerals. And so they're trying to lock in supplies of all this stuff, nickel, graphite, lithium, from all these different places. But some are having a harder time than others. And then you get to the part of the story. We're like, oh, and really looking, you know, in the United States and you get to Nevada, that's emerged as a hotbed for lithium projects, including the Lithium America's Mine at Thacker Pass that General Motors recently invested in. So, yeah, we can we can mine this stuff within the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think a lot of people in the country know that? Well, you know, you got to clear this nut job that Biden put in charge of the uh, Department of the Interior, this lady who has no clue what she's doing. And when she's asked about critical minerals for EV production, yeah. she doesn't know where any of that stuff is produced, whether it's China, Australia, uh, pick a country in South America, in Africa. They have no idea. But all I'm seeing is I want to see business done in the United States. I'm thinking, so for the green crazies out there, when they see that, man, new battery plants are popping up all across the United States. Mm-hmm. And you got the car companies pouring billions of dollars into electric vehicle factories. Is that a good thing? I don't, I don't For the think nuts? it is. Yeah. Environmentally sound, it just depends on what you're looking at, right? I mean, there's a ton of water. There's a ton of land that has to get dug up in order to access these minerals, which, I, again, I, you know, you'd have to ask the green weenies how they feel about that. But... 
it doesn't seem like that's part of the equation. I actually heard somebody say that uh, call an electric car renewable energy, and it made me laugh out loud because there's nothing renewable about any of it. You're not. <laughs> what do they even mean by that? They, I don't know. They mean green. They that person was just not correct in calling it a, a like a renewable energy type way of getting around town. Well, they didn't go so far as to say desperation, but there's a lot of concern among the auto manufacturers today about whether they will have enough minerals or not for all the batteries. Nickel, not nicotine. Campaign starts now. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I can barely get the statement out. No one thought we'd be dealing with this when we made this a sanctuary city. Yep, that's according to the New York City Mayor, Eric Adams. Well, that's just too damn bad, isn't it? Yeah, so we've got this ongoing uh, crisis of illegal immigration or, you know, migrants coming in, whatever you want to call it. It, it, The border is, is out of control. And I know they yes. want to say, oh, well, you know, border crossings are down 50% Friday and Saturday, okay, to 6,000 and 5,000, respectively. You're telling me in a seven-day span, over 100,000 people crossed the border, and I'm supposed to be happy about that? Yeah, your business lost $10,000 <laughs> on Monday, another 10000 on yeah. Tuesday, but over the weekend, it was just five grand a day. Right. So, yeah. Great news. Whatever. Yeah, so the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, is now trying to be less loving by changing the whole sanctuary city thing because now, as predicted, he's got a big problem on his hands with all those migrants showing up. But first, he wants you to know, he didn't make New York City a sanctuary city. Okay, He just supported it. (laughs) Okay, so I was all for the decision, but I wasn't the one in charge at the time. Right, exactly, exactly. The law of sanctuary city was in place long before I became mayor. I'm following the law. As a law enforcement person, you know we follow the law. We're now in court now, today, asking the judge to revisit this law to deal with this humanitarian crisis because even when they decided to put in place that law, no one thought that they would be dealing with a humanitarian crisis of this proportion. A lot of people did, actually. Well, of course. What do you think was going to happen? It's crazy to I mean, me, man. You can only this put so many in El Paso, about. Texas, right? And you got to move somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I opened up a burger restaurant. What's with all these people wanting burgers? Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? That's what you've said. That's the dumbest argument I think I've ever heard. It wasn't me. I suppose it's one of those things the where law. You, what do you want me to do? We could act like we really care about all the, you know, unwashed masses coming into the United States and this is going to be a safe place for them. Well, until you send them here, it's yeah. always we ad- can't take it. advocating for things that will never affect you or you yep. don't think will ever affect you. It's easy to do. Well, I mean, it's not just New York, it's plenty of other cities. But if you're going to go out there and talk about how we're a welcoming sanctuary city, 
and you're a place like Texas or Arizona, and you're like, dude, we get people sleeping on the streets. Right. Okay, all these cities, it is chaos. It's been termed a disaster. Okay, we got to send them somewhere. Okay, Mr. Welcoming, we'll send them your way. You said said we could. You said we should. Then, yeah, it's a different story. Yeah, well, say advocating for things that will never affect you. It's an easy thing to do. Try it for yourself someday. Saw this piece. Uh, The unvaccinated deserve death. A retrospective. Yeah. David Strom, hot air. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. That people on the left were saying. Yep. And demonizing people. And part of the point of this piece was just to say, you know, a lot of people now on the left would like to sort of forgive and forget now Mm -hmm. and just put COVID behind us. And his point is that would be a mistake. Okay. For how these people treated so many of their fellow citizens across the United States just to divide people instead of trying to understand they were demonizing people. And we've talked about it, you know, a number of different times, how it has split friends apart. It split families apart. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, you know, many discussions. Well, uh, should this kid get vaccinated? Well, and if a parent said, "I, I don't feel right about it, then you had someone else demonizing you for making that choice. And so you go back in retrospect. And this was all within the last couple of years. Well, yeah, I mean, I had. But it, it seems like hearing parts of this, it does seem like even longer ago yeah. than that. This show probably had at least 10 different people over the course of COVID. If we said anything negative about getting shots and lining up for shots and anything about the vaccines, I, I can't tell you at least 10 times the blood's on your hands. You guys oh, yeah. are, yeah. you know, you're killing people. You're responsible for the deaths of thousands of people. It was the and, same. And all this, all this garbage, man. Yeah, it was the same thing with uh, lockdowns and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it just didn't. I don't think we were particularly harsh on the COVID vaccine when it was first rolling out. No, I mean, I, we took and it. I took it. Yeah, you're just trying we to figure t- out. We all yeah. talked about it. Yeah. I mean, but this is the thing that drives me crazy as we're uh, about to hear the audio here that was published by Tom Elliott at Gravian. There was not any room for nuance, nope, at all, when it comes to the the people who were obsessed with lockdowns, with mask wearing, with uh, the vaccine, and so this is a, a retrospective on what national media outlets were telling people mm-hmm. who had questions about the vaccine or maybe didn't want to take it at this time, and yeah. Because a lot of us made decisions on the information we had at the time and then changed your mind of whether you'd want to do it again in the future based on the evidence that kept coming out. Yeah, That's reasonable to me. Yeah. Listen, but not for them. You are the unvaccinated. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. The only people that you can blame, the only people you can blame, this isn't shaming, this is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed, are the unvaccinated. It's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you. 
as will the rest of us who have done the right thing by getting vaccinated. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. All those vaccinated folks are going to start wearing masks to protect the unvaccinated folks. It's called a Christian value. You're basically oh punishing gosh, the vaccinated uh, for the the sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I want as well. Mm-hmm. Golly. And you're hearing more and more about vaccine injury. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, you won't know the full effect for years. Effectiveness. Well, of course. Lied to right from the jump. Yes. I well, mean, and then the thing was, early on, you could say, well, did they really know? And then you find out, no, they, they knew. They knew. Yeah. And kept pushing it, even though they knew it didn't work. Was not going to stop the spread. Yeah, and those types of things, it's, <laughs> I'm not one to say you shouldn't forgive people. But to forget, you can't let yeah. this happen again. We can't let it happen again. Well, and if you want... I mean, the, the the thing is, I know this came out a few months ago, but the, the argument for COVID amnesty. Right. No. I remember. You you have to address it. And you know what? I've apologized to a family member uh, for uh, a conversation or actions that, that we took at the time because you were going off of what information you had. And I don't think I was nearly as crazy as a lot of other people I know, but, you know, there was... Uh, there was one moment where we, you know, it was when my son was born yeah. and we were a little bit worried about a family member who had not gotten the vaccine. And so it was like, well, no, we're going to have to wait a little while to make sure that he's healthy and all that stuff. Right. And well, turns out that was pointless. And so, yeah, I had to apologize for that. I'm not expecting yeah. that person to just say, oh, you know what? Let bygones be bygones. Right. Right. You, you yeah, got to own it, but you own it. Yeah. Yes, that's that's all anybody can do. It's all anybody's asking for. Yes. At this point, you can't you can't heal what you've already damaged, but what you can do is come forward and say, you know what? I'm sorry. Yeah. Miscalculations but, were everywhere. But and it, but the whole thing, man, at the time was, <laughs> to me, I can't tell you how many times we had this conversation. Be like, listen, if you're uncomfortable, you know, whether that was a friend, a family member, I get it. Not going to hurt my feelings, but we're still doing this. All right. We're going to try to be outside or if it's raining, you know, this is how we're going to set this thing up. If you're uncomfortable, no big deal. But you all you're looking for in return at that point is someone like that's so irresponsible. You're killing people. Well, you know, most people, I think, are reasonable. But media likes to take the two extremes mm-hmm. and then just divide people. You see it pretty much in any story. Yep. So, yeah, we'll keep that audio. Um, Joe Biden, he's very good at dividing people. He was doing it again um, as he gave a speech at Howard University. Oh, yeah. Uh, spoke at the graduation ceremony at Howard and just totally lied his ass off again, talking about how he's leading the charge to fight against white supremacist terrorism, how everyone needs to join him. All this nonsense, man. And I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. (laughs) I say wherever I go. To stand up for truth over lies, lies told for power and profit. To confront the ongoing assault to subvert our elections, suppress our right to vote. 
Nobody's like the Department it. of Justice and Big Tech? I yeah. agree. Yeah, no, nobody's, nobody's doing that at a legislative level. We're, we're back to the whole Georgia Jim Crow 2.0 or oh. whatever. With that nonsense. Okay. Where record amounts of people are voting? Yeah, and actually in, yeah. A, uh, in a University of Georgia poll, zero, zero percent of African-American respondents said it was harder to vote. Zero. <laughs> That's, but you have a narrative that you like, so you just stay with it that, because you're a liar. I mean, that's that's almost statistically impossible because <laughs> somebody yes. is going to say, yeah, I had a hard time voting, right? I'd like to give Trump right now a nickname for Joe. <laughs> I'm free of charge if he wants to use it. Okay. Joe Dividen. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. I, I like it, too. All right. I'm writing it down. March 15th. Yeah. Joe Dividen. Joe Dividen. Yes. All right. Next note. Robbins had a good idea. <laughs> right. All right. There you go. Mark Keep that one because yeah, there won't, they won't be many of them. I got one. All in. we ask of each other is one a year. That's it. Right. You got your one. Just one good idea. For each of us. I'm going to coast the rest of the year. <laughs> well done. All right. I got a story I think you may like. I'll shorten it up. Um, this eight-year-old girl, Alpena, Michigan. Uh, this creep, this 17-year-old kid black mohawk grabbed this girl tried to kidnap her her brother saw it 13 year old brother had a slingshot brings her back boom hits him in the head oh my god <laughs> yes holy cow he's don't, like a little david <laughs> just don't tell me that his name was david because i just won't believe it it is in my heart <laughs> yeah, we got Man. a david right here you got a slingshot, David? No, I don't. Better get good with that thing. Yeah. Got a reputation to uphold here. <laughs> and and it kind of knocked him a little bit. And then you got another rock, brought her back again, hit him again. Wow. Put him down. Two for two. He saved his sister. The suspect allegedly told detectives then when he was caught later, he planned on beating the girl after abducting her. So he was charged with one count of attempted kidnapping child enticement. Yeah, mm. But he danced on the subways Lizzo. <laughs> I just love the fact that this brother I saved his sister with the yeah. slingshot, well, awesome. man. Awesome. Yeah. This poor guy did a great Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> Weapon of war slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a news update. Are we going to have more on the Michael Jackson impersonator? We should. Coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So, so apparently CNN is going to be doing a, uh, a, a special documentary about what happened to San Francisco. The special is called What Happened to San Francisco. <laughs> Clever. Yeah, I get. Well, I guess it aired yesterday. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I I don't watch CNN. Like you're not most, up on your CNN. No, I'm not. Huh? But I ran across a critique of it, and it's from a news outlet in San Francisco. Okay. And that, this is why I'm laughing. What they wrote was, CNN will continue its Fox News tilt this Sunday night with an hour-long special called What Happened to San Francisco, a mini-documentary determined to push the failed city narrative. Well, I'm like, bro, y'all can't keep Walgreens open. That. I mean, yes, and then you call them racist because they don't want to just stay open and have people come in and rip them off where they can't do anything about it. I it's mean, hard to maintain a business that way. There, there's a lot of businesses that are just leaving, Yeah, including like Whole Foods. Whole Foods. 
says, yes. ah, we're done with San Francisco. Uh, we're going to close the, the flagship store. Okay. Yeah, so obviously there. Now, I want to I tell you why I was laughing, though, really. Is okay. because there is a chain of outlets uh, that was initially started by Gothamist LLC. Now it's kind of they've all broken up, but they're like in multiple cities, and you'll know that they were at one point part of the same company because it's the name of the city followed by ist. So there's Gothamist, that's for New York. There, I think there's mm-hmm. a DC ist and all this stuff. Well, this is San Francisco ist, except they shorten it to SF ist. Which to me looks like S-Fist, which makes yes. me think that that Twitter account is not a news organization. Oh, boy. Oh, you think it's boxing? I, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's boxing. <laughs> Bare-knuckle boxing. Right. <laughs> In other news, well, Ron DeSantis, I just saw on the crawl not too long ago that he's expected to announce he's running soon. Okay. But he's all over the place. Yeah. He's in the Midwest this weekend. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think the more and more he's out there talking, you can tell that he's taking shots at Trump without naming Trump. Basically saying, hey, if we focus on the past, we are going to lose 2024. Okay, we, and we just can't do that. We have to demonstrate the courage to lead and the strength to win. If we do that, if we make 2024 election a referendum on Joe Biden and his failures, if we provide a positive alternative for the future of this country, Republicans will win across the board. If we do not do that, if we get distracted, if we focus the election on the past or on other side issues, I think the Democrats are going to beat us again. And I think it'll be very difficult to recover from that defeat. Here's the thing. I used to think our country was locked and loaded. Nothing can go wrong in terms of a free society. Freedom is fragile. And if you've lived through the last four or five years, you know that there were states in the country that forcibly shuttered churches while allowing liquor stores and strip clubs to operate. And he goes on from there. And I think it's pretty true what he's saying. It's going to be really well, interesting. Well, he does need to hone in on that. Yes, keep that message. This yeah. is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story of the day. Biggest story of the day is that somehow people are taking a victory lap because only more than 10,000 people crossed the border that we know of uh, over the weekend. See, it's not chaos. It's all very orderly, you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that New York hotel that canceled the wedding block reservations to yeah. accommodate the migrants. Yes. Sorry, you know you had the block, but we got yeah. people yeah. coming in. Right. Sorry, and the hotel can... that kicked out uh, combat veterans who were homeless. Unbelievable. Yeah. Make room for the migrants. Okay. No yeah, chaos, so the... though. All very orderly. What in the world, man? We got a lot of work to do. There's no doubt about that. And, Robin, you got your big three of the day? Yeah, I do. All right. So we got a news update in the Scott Robbins trifecta next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. It's not a news update. I got distracted. I'm sorry. It's all right. You were laughing, and I'm like, okay, this must be good. It was a meme. It's a picture of Madagascar on a on a map, and it has a frowny face on it, and so it's Madagascar. There's another picture of Madagascar, but it's got a smiley face, so they call it Gladagascar. <laughs> and then, then Madagascar has a sad face, and it says Sadagascar. And then it's got a picture of a Tesla, 
and it says, not a gas car. <laughs> and then it's a picture of Greta Thunberg, and it says, mad at gas car. <laughs> well, I would say if you get distracted for something like that, it's totally worth it. That's worth it right there. <laughs> mad at gas car. <laughs> I'll send that to you, Scott, so you That's can uh, yeah. post that on our Facebook page. Yeah, we'll page. have to get that up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. A couple other things out there that we hadn't had time for, and I'm seeing there are more and more people piling onto these reports of homeless vets getting kicked out of the New York City yeah. and New York State hotels to accommodate people here illegally. Man, <laughs> what an awful look that is. That's terrible for these people. Well, yeah, of course it is. And, I mean, th this is the state of play right now in Joe Biden's America. We, you know... It, it, it's just so frustrating to see this, and it's one small example of just how bad this crisis is, which is why it, it brings me up to 11 on the rageometer, because you have Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, out there saying, yeah, it's actually border crossings have come down uh, 50% since the end of Title 42. And... I, I mean, if you want to call it a win that 6,000 people Man. crossed the border on Friday and another 5,000 or so crossed on Saturday, if you want to call that a win, I guess, compared to ten to 12,000, but you still had an influx of 100,000 people just have, in a week. It's incredible. You even have Democrats going after the New York City government. Yeah. Representative Pat Ryan, this is bull bleep. 20 veterans lost their housing tonight because of incompetence by the New York City government? Let me be clear, this will not be tolerated. Well, they did it, mm -hmm. to be fair. I saw a couple today that were on a lesser note, but they had a huge wedding booked for a hotel. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and they got booted out, too. Oh, That's man. the thing. I mean, their blocked rooms... It's reservations yeah. because you're having this. Yeah, sorry. This yeah. takes precedent. How does that happen? I'll tell you, man, maybe they've met their match now. You've, you've pissed off veterans groups and bridezillas. Oh, God. Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, I'm telling you. You better be worried about this because this might be a genuine scandal here. And did you see Martha Stewart has become the oldest model in, swims, in the swimsuit history of Sports Illustrated? I saw her this morning on what Good Morning America, what today show, one of them. Did you? Oh, yeah. They had the pictures. And? Martha in the swimsuit. And? Well, you know, what am I basing this on? What an 82-year-old woman should look like mm -hmm. in a swimsuit? I'm not asking anything. Just what? Uh, if I saw yeah. her on a beach, would I? No, I probably wouldn't crane my neck. But at the same time, if I knew this person was 82, I'd be, well, that's pretty good for 82. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it's not terrible. So does it seem like Sports Illustrated is pandering here? Well, they, or are you saying, no, she's right along with the long line that they have? Well, Maybe a little pandering there, but I don't know how many dudes are going to rush to buy this because they're the only ones that buy it. Yeah. Does but, anyone buy it anymore? I don't know, but um, I mean, it's I feel like the number one selling magazine of the year, I think. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I mean, that doesn't say much. I know, right? I mean, the, the bar is low, but still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that anyone buys it at all. It's just sort of digital, right? Yeah. And I was not doing very I well. I was with a that. subscriber at one point. I'm, I'll just say I'm I'm a fan of the photos that I've seen. They're not terrible. Like I said, I, they're not. I mean, you know, I'm, it's. I'm telling you, man, at 82, holy crap, man. Mm -hmm.
okay. I just saw. Have you the seen story. the pictures? I Any just saw the story. I the, there's one on the cover, but she's wearing like a cape. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think she's trying to show cleavage there. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not my thing. It's like, no, you know, David likes that. older women. We've mm-hmm. talked about this on the show before. Uh-huh. It's like a fine wine, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. Maybe I'm just conditioned because they've been putting like trans dudes or whatever on the cover and that's oh, true boy you know yeah. and fat chicks i'm and actually like, surprised take... that they didn't do the trans dude in a swimsuit thing <laughs> i am i'm shocked or was that playboy I... I don't remember now i remember there one of them like made this I big splash because they put a dude who thinks he's a woman on the cover or they don't do playboy anymore does that even exist i don't know i think so but yeah because they they stopped doing nudes for a while and then they changed tact yeah. because sales <laughs> suffered so much yeah the one thing about the Martha Stewart story is sometimes you can think, you know, whether it is a celebrity or someone that's done well in business, and you think, well, this is the end of the career. When she went to prison. Yeah. Not at all. No. Remember a few years ago, we thought Johnny Depp was done. Yeah. Did you see the Johnny Depp deal? He is getting $20 million to be the face of that cologne. Wow. Those ads? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, now that... We have the fuller Your. picture that Amber Heard yes. is a crazy person. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's not radioactive anymore. The other thing was, those ads were still running yeah. when he was in trouble. Yeah. I remember thinking, holy cow, usually a cologne company is going to distance themselves. Yeah. Amber Heard's no got her own thing. out there. It's another line called excrement. Oh. Excrement from Amber Heard. And before we get... Yeah, I'll they never call forget it. it. Every time I see her, it's like she <laughs> yeah. took a dump on the bed. They, they don't call it perfume. They call it poo-fume. Mm. <laughs> and before we get to the trifecta, yes. one of the happiest things Robbins had to report over the weekend is that he bought baseball cards. I did. I bought uh, some Topps cards. They've got a new, They've got some new stuff this year. And I, I saw the I was at Walgreens getting my mom some a prescription. Mm. And I was waiting and I was walking around. And I'm like, oh, look at that. The new top set is out, and there was like seventy cars, and they're really glossy, and they're they're, they're cool looking. I got I, I got for your you're a Cardinal fan, so I got you a Paul Goldschmidt. I don't collect baseball that's cards. Yeah, it's, it's, that's fine. Yeah. Are those going up next to the dolls that you have? I haven't. I didn't. Okay. I'll, I'll, there's some in there that I really really like. Okay. And right. I got one sent to me today by a guy too. Thank you very much, nice. Salvador Perez. Okay. Yeah. I think we're ready now for yeah, the okay, trifecta. You set? Yeah. Uh, All right, roll it out there. Let's go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta, usually helped by his hero, Casey Kasem. Yeah. It has been a little bit of a problem. I think Casey's got another day off, so we'll just start with it. What's number one? You think his ashes are there with the computer. Uh, number one story today involves Ron DeSantis, who was in the Midwest this weekend. Yeah. Made a stop in Illinois. Uh, and uh, J.B. Prisker, the governor of Illinois, who's a horrible, terrible person, uh, didn't like Ron being here. Uh, J.B. went on to say because he's an idiot and he can't keep his mouth shut, Ron DeSantis swears that he is fighting to protect people's freedoms. But he has no problem taking away their reproductive rights, attacking schools and libraries, to limit what parents and teachers want for their students, degrading the humanity of the LGBTQ people, and failing to protect people of color. 
seeking to live free from discrimination. What? DeSantis has made a career of punching down and uh, uh, othering anyone who doesn't subscribe, subscribe to his petty tyranny. Makes him a natural fit for the GOP's Lincoln Day dinner. You see, an Illinois Pritzker went on to say, we reject the cruelty he espouses, and we stand firmly against his hateful agenda. Well, he's a joke everywhere. He's a, he's a complete joke. Uh, DeSantis said, Governor Pritzker's statement ahead of my visit. I'm a little disappointed that the governor of Illinois said I wasn't welcome in Illinois. When he was locking down his state, he sent his family to live in my state. I didn't say they weren't welcome in Florida. Yeah. Well, that's true. Well, Which they got is absolutely 100% true. Yeah, his, his wife had to go check in on the ponies. Yes. Did they have a horse farm, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, some sort of horse farm. Yeah, that's what you I know, thought. Now, on with the cop. Oh, he's here. J.B. Pritzker, <laughs> you're not smart enough to figure it out. Where did that come from? I, dude, there's ghosts in the machine. Well, it sounded like he was just buzzed in like... <laughs> It's, it's like, weird. Like He's trying Trek to break like the, through the transom. Like, yeah, the way it sounded. <laughs> really, it's like a poltergeist thing. He's actually coming out of the TV. Yeah, watch out, it's, man. It's like he came in, said something, and got knocked back into <laughs> the, the, the other world again. I don't know where that Strange. is. Strange. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Yeah. Uh, Brittany Griner has changed her tune about the national anthem. Really? Yeah, she returned, you know, to the WNBA. Did yeah. you know that? Were you watching the game? No. Uh, <laughs> apparently, she's feeling a little differently now about the Star-Spangled Banner. Now, she caused a controversy back in July of 2020 when the George Floyd protests were raging. She announced, I'm not even going to come out on the court during the national anthem for the entire season. Bad mm-hmm. America. Well, Griner, of course, was arrested in Russia and spent 10 months in a Russian prison. Until she was freed by the Biden administration, who gave up a killer, stone-cold killer, in exchange for her. And this time, she received loud cheers when they announced her name Friday in front of the home crowd. She stunned everybody in the crowd. She stood the entire time for the Star-Spangled Banner. Asked about it later, she said, well, you know what? Hearing the national anthem, it definitely hit different than it used to. It's like when you go for the Olympics, you're sitting there about to get a gold around your neck and the flags are going up and the anthem is playing it just hits different it means a lot to me actually it meant a lot to us before you decided to not come out for it ms griner but apparently that 10 months in the uh, russian prison changed your mind honestly man at least you could say it's way better than if she said no i still won't stand yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i guess yeah that's why so many people that are talking about how they're quote oppressed a little time in Afghanistan. I'm saying it might just change. You know your that is an interesting point because I thought the same thing. I said if they spent ten months in a Russian prison, maybe they'd come back with a whole different <laughs> va- view of America. Just saying, it's, yeah. you know, maybe worth consideration. I don't know. That's right. Okay. So, and then you've got number one for the trifecta. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number one, Daniel Penny. This is the guy who the Marine who killed a violent criminal while defending people on a subway in New York. Uh, he's being charged with manslaughter, and there's a Give, Send, Go account raising money for his defense team. Yeah. Over a million dollars that's been raised. And you're telling me that the one and only Kid Rock has thrown some cash well, in Penny's way. First off, I want to tell you that it's over $2 million oh, now, over two million. by the way, in yeah. donations. Uh, now, Vice got a hold of this, and they decided they'd do a story on it. <laughs> Here, let me just read Aren't this. Aren't they too. out of business? Homeless dancer Jordan Neely 
That's some journalistic liberties right there. Homeless dancer Jordan Neely. Because he did the Michael Jackson impersonations? Yes. While getting arrested 44 times? Okay. And they're comparing it to Kyle Rittenhouse now. I saw that. Yeah, the right is ta- is considering this like Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, like and Kyle Rittenhouse, yes. Some people say, well, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't go that far even. Because I think you could have a conversation with some people about like whether or not it was wise for a 17-year-old to be in Kenosha while it was being... Uh, I mean, you could still defend the actions in the moment, mm-hmm. but you can also have some nuanced conversation about whether or not you would want your 17-year-old kid to go into the middle of a violent riot. But in this case, he wasn't looking for anything. Nope. You know, Daniel Penny was riding the freaking subway, and this lunatic out of nowhere starts threatening to, to kill people. And he restrained him. Yeah, good for him. By the way, when did we start calling people unhoused versus homeless? When did that happen? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Someone decided that homeless was offensive. Yeah, it's... it's That's all it takes is feelings hurt. It's this liberal thing where they, you know, unhoused or whatever. And I just think, well, it's an assault on the English language uh, because, I mean, technically people living in apartments are unhoused, right? I mean, homeless actually makes more sense. But home is where the heart is, David. Right. <laughs> right. Whether it's um, under a box yeah, or in a mansion. Uh, by the way, so Kid Rock uh, threw five grand at him at the GoFundMe. Nice. And Vivek Ramaswamy yes. threw ten grand at it. Wow. So the donations are piling up. He's over two million bucks now. And that's the trifecta. That's the trifecta, my friends. Scott Robbins, every day at this time. Well done. Okay. We got to get to another news update. Um, also, Nimrod's in the, in the news. Um, you're robbing a subway, and you're demanding bread. What does that mean exactly? What are the people at Subway supposed to do? Huh. We're going to tackle that one <laughs> with Nimrod's coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, the, the new mayor of Chicago, uh, the inauguration was today. Brandon Johnson, he's a far-left lunatic. And there are a lot of other words I'd like to use to describe him right now. Just not trying to get yeah. fired at the end of the show here. Yeah, let's not. What did he say today? Uh, so I'll set the stage this way. Ariana Preston was a Chicago police officer. Uh, recently, she was murdered by four teenagers while she was standing outside of her house. It was after work. It's out there. Teenagers gunned her down. Murder. Oh, my gosh. And if you remember the story of Adam Toledo, a teenager who was shot by a cop after he was reportedly shooting a gun in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. still had the gun, then dropped it with like half a second before the officer opened fire. Right. Brandon Johnson compared the two as equally tragic. Oh, my goodness. There's a hu- there's a hum in this uh, from the from the source feed, so bear with me on that. But You know, the tears of Adam Toledo, his parents, the tears of Adam Toledo's parents are made of the same sorrow as the parents of Officer oh Preston's parents. Oh, boy. Screw you. Screw you. There was just another story out. The businesses are saying we got to get out of here. Well, you got to get out of there. Yeah. All right. We got to get the Nimrods. We just did. All right. 
More and more Nimrod every day. When the going the gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right, and wouldn't you know it, uh, we go to Chicago. 20-year-old guy robbed two Subway restaurants. First one apparently went smoothly. Second one, he said, I want all the bread. Cashier said, uh, what kind of bread do you want? He made a gesture like, yeah, they got it. They just gave him all the cash. They ended up getting it, but you got to clarify. Are you talking about money? Or wheat? White? What do you want? Yikes. That's Nimrod's in the news.